This is Marilyn. And this is Erin. And you are listening to Untold Stories, Voices of Adoption. We're excited to be here today and tell you about our plans and visions and dreams for what this podcast can be. Yes, this has been something that's been in the works for a long time. Um, something I've been very passionate about. So I'm very excited to get this going. Yeah. And I am very much riding on Marilyn's coattails. <laughs> I, her, her passion about it is infectious. And um, I just have seen how powerful it is to allow adoptees. And I'm sure that that's true of other members of the adoption triad too, to be able to share their stories and have their voices heard. And for um, everyone else who's involved in adoption to hear the other side of the coins, which is really important. Yeah, definitely. And um, so our main focus for this podcast is basically to provide um, a platform for everybody who's been touched by adoption. And that means adoptees, birth parents, adoptive parents, um, therapists, anybody who works in the adoption field who's been touched by adoption, we really would like to reach you and hear from you if you're interested. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we've realized as we've heard people's stories, I think both of us, is that no one adoption story is the same as any other. Mm-hmm. Everybody's story is unique. And so we think that by talking to lots of different people, we will hear the uniqueness of the stories, which exactly. will be super interesting, but also that... Um, there's going to be some themes, I think, that come out in everybody's stories that we can hopefully pick up on and talk about some, too. Definitely. Exactly. Um, so, Erin, why don't you tell us about how you got into the adoption? Yeah, sure. I can. So I come to the adoption world uh, as an adoption professional. Um, I, I have children. They're my biological children. But I Um, My family grew up overseas. My dad worked for FedEx, and we were in Singapore and Hong Kong. And I had the opportunity to visit orphanages while I was in high school and worked with kids in China and Vietnam who lived in orphanages. And that was was the spark for me. That was something that something was turned on in me at the age of 15 that this was the kind of work that I wanted to do. And so I thought I'd move back to China and start an orphanage myself, um, came to the States for college and realized we have lots of kids here who need families too. Um, And so I worked in the foster care system for um, a while and worked in child mental health to get my uh, social work licensure. And Um, After my second daughter was born, just really wanted to get back into the adoption field. So I I did adoption home studies for a while and now have broadened into counseling with adoptive families and running support groups. So I am interested. I am not living it, but I, I hope that that means that by not living it myself, I'm able to have the space and emotional energy to help other people walk through it. Yes, definitely. And I think that's interesting. I didn't know you worked in foster care. Um, So I think that's one of the things I wanted to touch later on in a couple, you know, later on down the road and how adoption and foster care kind of intersect and are kind of parallel. Yeah. So I think that'd be really interesting to get your point of view. Yeah. But um, so I um, come come to the table from a different perspective. I'm an adoptee. I'm originally from Haiti. I came to United States at age three. Um, everybody in my family is Caucasian. I'm the only African-American and adoptee in the family. Um, and so over the years, um, 
Well, once I left my parents' house, I started searching for adoptees that are similar to me. And what I came across was just a ton ton of adoptees who were looking for support, looking for validation, Mm -hmm. looking for answers. And so that just really sparked, um, put a spark in me. And so over the years, I've been kind of working and trying to figure out how can we get adoptees' voices out there. And so um, I met Aaron, and so this is how all this came to be. And I really want to give adoptees a voice. And I also want to give birth parents, and I don't want to exclude adoptive parents as well, but I believe that um, adoptees and birth parents have been the minority in the conversation. Yeah. And so we need to kind of put their stories out there and give them, give them the, or give us the, the platform or the, you know, the kind of balance out the conversation a little bit more. And I think adoptive parents appreciate that too I don't I mean the couple times that ASA have hosted adoptee panels Mm -hmm. parents have told me over and over again that they didn't necessarily have questions for people but they just wanted to just hear people talk because I don't think um I don't think we get the opportunity to hear those stories and I think the same same for birth parents too there's just so many factors that prevent them from talking um and so hopefully this can be a safe space for people to do that yeah. yeah, definitely. I think that's true. Um, coming, I started a, a Instagram page called Adoptee to Adoptee. And it's interesting because there's a lot of adoptees who refer to themselves as ex- experts. Yeah. And that, I, I did, to me, I always, I love that. And I'm trying to own it and see myself as an expert as well. Absolutely. But through that Instagram page, I've actually had more adoptive parents reach out to me um, even though it's a safe space for adoptees, adoptive parents have sent me messages just asking me questions. Um, oh, really? Also, kind of, yeah, giving me validation, you know, like, okay, you know, like you said, they do. They just want to hear. They're soaking up the information. Right. They may not have specific questions, but they're definitely listening. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting to think about, too, where the adoption field was a generation ago and that your kind of your peers are maybe the first adopted Mm -hmm. kids who've grown up talking about it more openly and knowing their adoption story maybe more fully. And so I think that we are, um, I mean, I think we've been hearing stories a little bit and that's why the adoption field has shifted somewhat, but I think we're only learning and hearing more and more as people are growing up and reflecting on their experiences and um, that really informs what we as professionals mm-hmm. know what to tell adoptive parents to do in terms of yeah. how to raise their children to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree. Exactly. Um, I think we're only scratching the surface. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's boiling water in a sense. It's just kind of like a slow boil right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the movement or whatever you want to call it is getting stronger. Right. And so that to me, that's exciting. Um I'll look forward to it. Yeah, I think yeah. that's great. When we, um, so Marilyn and I met when Marilyn came to a support group that we had for adoptees, for adult adoptees. And as part of, as we were sort of talking through what kinds of content we wanted to try out, what we wanted to talk about in group, one of the things we looked at was other podcasts on adoption. And so we, as a group, listened to a few, um, an NPR, NPR, um, 
Code Switch was yeah. a Code mm-hmm. Switch, and then another one by April Dinwoody, mm-hmm. um, and they were both good. Yeah. But we just felt like there wasn't as much in-depth conversation yes. as what we had, what mm-hmm. we were looking for. Right. Um, yeah, we want to get down to the nitty gritty. We want, um, we are you know pro adoption, but we want to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm-hmm. and we want to get real about it. And I think sometimes it's hard for people to do it fear of that you know they might upset their parents yeah or just just not even really aware of how they're feeling and the kind of the space the place that they're in in the adoption journey yes i think that's true i think it's hard to really know if mm-hmm. unless you're kind of pausing to reflect a lot and i don't think people do that very unless they're in therapy i think it's hard right. to do that um frequently so exactly mm-hmm. um so yeah i think this is this whole the podcast is exciting because um, I have two passions, you know, for adoptees, and then I also have a passion to provide education and resources for adoptive parents, mm-hmm. and that's been one of my biggest. Like it, it confuses me how adoption is such a huge industry, and so many kids are getting adopted. But once the kid yeah. is adopted, the resources and the education just are not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a transracial adoptee, I know just about learning about culture and all the different types of things that come in identity that come with adoption and being a transracial adoptee. It just, it, it would help to have some resources and um, backup. A hundred percent. That's, I mean, those were, that's exactly why we started Adoption Support Alliance to, mm-hmm. to just provide some more, um, to fill in the gaps for what the adoption agencies can't do which is yes. kind of walking through people long term and really prepare them for when you're motivated by money and I'm not saying every adoption agency mm-hmm. is purely motivated by money I don't believe that but um, it's just the more that you add requirements to the process the less likely mm-hmm. potential adoptive parents are going to are to choose that agency right. because it seems harder to get approved and so um, it's really an industry kind of problem I think that there's not some minimum requirements for yeah. preparation so exactly yeah. and I think um I was able I was honored to be able to be on a, a panel that Adoption Support Alliance um uh so hosted, hosted. Yeah. and um and I think y'all did a great job in just giving these parents the information and the I think affirmation too I think a lot of them felt um reassured that it's going to be okay I think like yeah I just felt like those are reassurance but also like empowered that they can do it um yeah because it can it can it's a huge task but it's definitely worth it yeah totally well I think the hope is for this is that we can um through the podcast have sort of mini adoption panels so we don't have to get everyone on the same schedule you know, mm-hmm. the adoptees don't have to be open to speaking in front of 30 people. You can exactly. just come to Hugo with us, sit in this great podcast room and have a conversation and that we can achieve some of the same goals that we do out of the panel um, by doing this this mm-hmm. podcast. So, yeah, I'm excited to yeah. get started. So should we talk a little bit about the kinds of topics we might want to yeah what it what yeah yeah, we've i mean i think the list is endless yes (laughs) and we've started to write some stuff down and every time we have conversations it grows and grows and Mm -hmm. i think um part of what we want to create as 
as the community that we're creating around um, Untold Stories is um, a place for you guys to ask mm -hmm. questions too and yeah. tell us the kinds of stories that you want to hear and maybe some of you will even be brave enough to say hey I'd love to tell my story yes, too that would be really fun <laughs> so um so I guess they would could reach out to you through Instagram mm -hmm. Marilyn at adoptee is it adoptee underscore mm -hmm. the number two underscore no, no. it's just adoptee adoptee underscore T-O underscore adoptee. So we have ideas about where we want topics to go, but we certainly want um, y'all to chime in and tell us what you want to hear too. Yeah, definitely. I think um, you as the listeners will really kind of be the steering wheel in a sense. Like, So please send in your questions yeah, and your stories. And if you would like to be on the podcast, we would love to have you. Um, because like Aaron said... It, the things are endless. The, yeah. the topics are endless. Yeah. And we're excited. We have a couple people lined up that we know that we would like to interview. Mm -hmm. um, some birth parents, adoptees, mm -hmm. um, adoptive parents. Yeah. So even if you're interested in adoption and you don't have any um, adoptive kids, but you're thinking about it, if you're in foster care, mm -hmm. you're a foster mom, a parent, mm -hmm. please, you know, reach out to us. We'd love to hear your story because I mm -hmm. think, you know, one of the biggest things when I joined the adult adoptee group is that all of us are different. Yeah. You know, we have different stories, different backgrounds. Sure. But at the end of the day, we're all adoptees. And mm -hmm. they were just, you know, one person I feel like I wouldn't maybe necessarily understand and connect with I ended up connecting with because at the heart of it, there's loss, you know, there's right. loss and confusion and identity issues and searching for birth parents. And it's just so much into it. So um, you'll be surprised at how much you might relate to. No, I think a that's lot of so people. true. Yeah. 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 I was, I was super impressed and inspired by how quickly y'all connected with each other. And yeah. it really, I think it just, spoke volumes to why it's so important to create those kinds of relationships because you sit in a room with someone who gets it and you exactly. can see everybody relax and you could feel the conversation happen mm -hmm. so much easier then on a whole nother level mm -hmm. of finding just a group of people who really really understand maybe not understand you but just they hear you yeah. and they're there and they're like they're, it's very validating mm -hmm. we're getting our I groove. I'm excited. Yeah. And I hope y'all are excited too. Me too. Yeah. Um, and stay tuned to who's going to be. Yeah. We should do like a social media reveal or something about yeah, who, who we, who's coming up and get you guys up. excited. Yes, yeah. It's going to be good because it's all about the stories. It's all about the stories. And y'all know that those of you who know us know that we are not professional at this. No, <laughs> at all. <laughs> and we are um, we are thankful to Huga for having this podcast space um, for us to record, and we're excited to be doing it. But we're gonna be, we we're gonna be kind of floundering our way through this in the best way possible. Yes. So, so please be kind in the comments. <laughs> oh gosh, I hadn't even thought about comments. Please be kind. But um, yes, we would love to hear from you, um, good or bad. We look forward to talking to you guys again next week and sharing with you another untold story. Bye. Bye. And the thing is, if we see, if we listen to it and edit it.